everybody, and welcome to the Click Question Podcast. My name is Gabe Ryan. This is my co-host, Matt Shafty. What's up? We are going to be doing a sports talk podcast. Obviously, it's in the name of the title. Um, but we're going to do it a little bit differently than normal. Instead of just having a couple topics and talking about whatever, the two of us are going to fire questions back and forth with each other. Most of them are going to be related to the sports that we know best. So for myself... I'm pretty good at baseball with college basketball, and the Matt's expertise is a little bit more on the football side, yep. as well as NBA. Maybe throw a little tennis in there. I know a little golf. Hockey. Hockey. I'm a well-rounded. We're going to try to be as well-rounded as we can possibly be. Um, but before we start, it'd probably be smart to introduce ourselves. So I'll go first. My name is Gabe. We're, I'm a sophomore at Xavier University. Um Played sports in high school, actually work with Xavier Athletics and the Cincinnati Reds. It's been a pretty fun year working with those two organizations. And Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am Matt Shafty. I'm also a sophomore here at Xavier University. You can't see a flag, but we got a flag hanging up over there. It's all for one. That's like the kind of motto-ish thing for Xavier. Um, I'm in sports management. I also, too, did play sports in high school. And I am from Michigan and Xavier's in Ohio. So made the trip. Yeah. So if anybody's watching this and has the ability to send in comments or anything, if you want to send anything related to Maze and Blue, anything related to the University of Michigan, we would fully support Oh, yeah. That. I would love that. Significantly <laughs> love that. Especially if you take notice of that helmet. Yeah. Anyways, um, the way this show is going to work, obviously, like I said before, we're going to bounce questions back and forth with each other. So for every episode, we're going to have a total of five main questions. And if you're watching this on YouTube or on Spotify, you're going to be able to see the questions on the side. And then at the end of the show, we might get into some rapid fire questions, some off the cuff questions, kind of just talking, hanging out, doing whatever. But um, we'd love to hear some feedback. If you have any suggestions, if you have anything that you'd like us to do, just please let us know. We're going to try to get better at this every episode. And you can expect episodes from us every one, or every Thursday. Um, and we're going to be recapping the weekend before as well as previewing the weekend that is upcoming. So it kind of gives us a little bit of flexibility as to what we're talking about. Um, without further ado, let's kick off our first question. So Matt, yeah. in the world of college football, we've had some crazy upsets in week three technically because week zero, week one, week two. Technically. Technically, yeah, but okay. But week still, two. We're going to call it week two. Week two. So Appalachian State goes down to Texas A&M, cleans house at Kyle Field, which is nuts. Notre Dame loses their first two games. Just craziness across college football. So after week two, who is your college football dark horse to make the college football playoff? <sighs> that's, that's a broad question. A very broad um, question. So I'm, you've heard me say it. A lot of people have heard me say it. I've been speaking about them since like the end of winter, beginning of spring. I love this team. BYU. Their schedule has its difficulties. Um, they still have to go into Oregon. They play Notre Dame and Las Vegas, and then they play Arkansas at home later in the year. It's a tough schedule. Yeah. But I, I really, really believe in these guys. They have a lot of returning talent on offense. Um, they actually were missing their top two receivers in their game against Baylor, number nine Baylor, and beat them. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's a big, big step for them. 
step in the right direction. They returned, I think, 16 of the 17 most snaps, um, guys on defense who took the most snaps. And I I don't know. There, there's just something about them. They've played really well. They've played good all-around football. They're smart. They're tough. They do have some penalties to clean up here and there. But doesn't the everybody? Part, yeah. For the most part, they've done a really good job this year. Um, I'm going to talk about Jaron Hall for a minute, their quarterback. He is a just a dynamic player. Dog? Yes, but an amazing leader. Um, their kicker, he missed a few field goals in the last game to win it. And after, I think it was after the game, when they foresee incompletion in the end zone to mm-hmm. win it, um, Jaron Hall, during that drive, was sitting with them the entire time after the game. They hugged for like minutes and Leadership. you know it's it's special i think i think he's a really special player um i i really hope he can make a name for himself in the nfl he yeah. is already 24 years old so that how long has he been in college for a while he's only in junior good too. lord yeah what how yeah. many years of eligibility does he have left he has two more he's got this and then one more you like, know the whole COVID thing well, and then he took obviously but red shirt gray shirt and here he is so he has red shirt, gray shirt, mm-hmm. COVID year, yep, plus four. So he has seven <laughs> years of college. So he was nineteen as a freshman. Yep, that it's, is it, nuts. It, yeah, weird to think about. Twenty six year old starting quarterback in college. I don't. That think, just doesn't well, sound he's, right. He's twenty four right now. I don't think. I mean, the way he's playing right now and the way he played last year, he could be putting his name in the draft when when it's all said and done. But I. Man, there's something College sports is a very weird arena right now. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Last week, um, one of my roommates heard me call it, but Washington over Wisconsin, I was sitting on the couch. I'm like, that right there at 12 o'clock. I was like, that right there is my upset of the week. And I called it. They, they, they got a really dynamic quarterback. I think his name's Cameron Ward. And he came from an FCS school, put up just ridiculous numbers over there. <laughs> And now he's at Washington State, and he's doing pretty well. Nice. Yeah. And Zach Wilson, quarterback for the Jets, he was BYU, Yeah, right? they've had a lot of good – they had Steve Young at one point, a quarterback Dang. at BYU. So they've yeah. had a good pedigree of quarterbacks, good players, and now that they're joining the Big 12 along mm-hmm. with UC, yeah. um, that's huge for their program, especially getting them on a national stage. Um, but, yeah, exciting for, for BYU. Yeah, I want to say the move to the the Big Twelve isn't final because of all the chaos that's going yeah, on that's with realignment. True. But at the same time, from from everything that that I'm hearing, you're hearing, it's probably a lock. Probably a lock. You probably. never know. Yeah, probably. All right. You have a question for me? I do have a question for you. We're gonna go back, shift to baseball. AL MVP and Cy Young winner. Give me your prediction. So. The AL MVP debate is a little bit of a contentious one because there's a lot of New York Yankees fans that are screaming right now to say Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge is definitely in the final two. And then there's a lot of other baseball purists that are saying Shohei Otani for the Los Angeles Angels. And I guess when you break it down, Judge has 55 home runs so far this year. He's having an unbelievable year. He's just a few off Roger Maris's. um franchise record at 61 and that number 61 is such a significant part of baseball history Mm -hmm. and very important part of new york yankees history and i think if he reaches that 
I think Judge has to be the MVP. Just like from a baseball historical perspective, like thinking about how much that record means. And there's been a lot of talk, a lot of debate with MLB home run leaders and their um, and their I can't speak. Um, what am I thinking? And their connection with steroids, PEDs. So you think about Sammy Sosa, you think about Mark McGuire, you think about Barry Bonds. As of now, Judge doesn't have any of that on his record, so yep. he's purely doing it. And I guess it's the first guy since Hank Aaron to really just hit a ton of home runs and not be in any sort of trouble about it. And I just think if he keeps mashing, he's meant everything to that Yankees offense, especially the second half of the year. The Yankees have kind of stunk, mm-hmm. and they send away they send away some players like Jordan Montgomery, who's one of their starting pitchers, and he's absolutely shoving for the Cardinals. And you get in Andrew Benatendi, you send Joey Gallo away to the Dodgers, and Joey Gallo's actually starting to hit the ball. Benatendi's been hurt. Rizzo's been down. LeMayhew. Like, their whole lineup has been fluctuating, and then obviously their shortstop problems. But I think Judge has carried that offense in every single way, and when you have 55 home runs, it's hard for you to not carry the entire offense. Right. But if the rest of that lineup kind of fills in around them, I think the Yankees are going to be dangerous here in a couple weeks when the playoffs start. I think Judge is the AL MVP, but there is something to be said about Mr. Shohei Otani. And Shohei has had a ridiculous season. And the one thing you have to remember about Shohei is he's basically two players in one. He's a starting pitcher who has like a sub-3 ERA. He has a ton of strikeouts. He pitches six or seven innings, it feels like, every start. And then on the flip side, the days he's not pitching, he's hitting like three or four hole, and he's hitting over 30 home runs this year. He's batting around 300, driving in a ton of runs. And the Angels stink. The Angels are terrible. Like outside of Shohei and Trout, they have nobody. And it's so sad to have two of the best players in the game just stuck basically on an island by themselves, not being able to do anything, not being able to contribute in the playoffs, not being able to try to work towards a World Series victory. So on that standpoint, they're not playing meaningful games, but what they are doing is so incredibly special. And Shohei is a once-in-a-lifetime, maybe once-in-a-sport player. Like, the only comparison is Babe Ruth. But Babe Ruth didn't have the numbers that he did consistently, and Babe Ruth wasn't a pitcher throughout his entire career. And if Shohei is young enough to where he can sustain that for a long, long time, and he's already started just absolutely mashing home runs. It's unbelievable watching him. And obviously, being in Cincinnati, we don't get to watch him a lot since they're on the West Coast. But he's just – he's a unicorn. And it's hard – like, if you give him the AL MVP like you did last year, it's hard to not give it to him every year, especially if he puts up those numbers because nobody else can replace that kind of production. And he's taking up one roster spot, but he's as valuable as two people. So in terms of that kind of value, he's the most valuable player. But I think Judge gets it just because of the home run record and he's carried the offense. Yeah, I want to agree with you. I really do. Aaron Judge has had Another little sub point on this too is like I saw this on Twitter the other day if when Barry Bonds take the steroids PEDs out of the question when he was going on his little chase for is it like 73 home runs 
there's some some count i know i'm gonna get killed for that but whenever he was going on his home run chase nobody would have thought like oh does he even pitch like what does he do on Mm -hmm. the other side of the like that's not he's hit so many home runs it's like unanimous that he gets that and but again he's still not competing against shohei otani and who knows if shohei was back in 2004 what would be happening but i think judge gets it uh, and then as far as AL Cy Young goes, I, because Verlander's hurt right now. Um, Shane McClanahan's been really good. He started the All-Star game. And then Dylan Cease has been really good for the White Sox, but they don't win any games when he pitches. He pitches lights out, and then they always seem to lose the game, which is very um, indicative of the White Sox season. But I think Shane McClanahan pitch, or gets it. The Rays have been really hot. They're actually pretty close to ha- or catching the Yankees. Yeah. Or like they've closed that gap significantly. And I guess what he's meant for their team in the playoffs, I think second in that same school of thought would be Verlander. But obviously with him being hurt, it's hard to like put a complete year together if he's missing significant time towards the end of the season. Now, he's going to be in the playoffs, and he's going to contribute, and he's going to be pitching on big stages because the Astros are really good. But as far as the regular season, I that at least for me, I feel like you have to finish everything out for you to be able to do that. So, yeah, those are my – so Shane McClanahan for AL Cy Young, and then I'll have Aaron Judge wins AL MVP. I'm really biased, and I want to say Verlander because Tigers fan. But McClanahan's had an amazing season as well. He's really – yeah. And he hasn't been hurt, so he, no, like, he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, so I will. I will, I'll agree with you on both those. And then, all right, so we're gonna switch topics back to football. Yep. NFL Week One just happened this past weekend. Um, who had the most concerning performance, either individually or as a team? Because there was a lot of craziness that happened. A yeah. lot of teams that did not look good mm-hmm. whatsoever. My Bengals. Looked awful, but oh well. Um, who do you think had a terrible performance, like the most concerning performance for the rest of the season? Yeah, I got to say, like, I hate doing this week one, right? Like week one. Overreaction Thursday. Yeah, I don't like overreactions, no. like in the very beginning of the year. If you're getting towards like the middle of the season, then sure. But I can name a few teams that there are some concerns. We could talk about the Cowboys where – Buccaneers just put on like an offensive attack, just so balanced, and it worked really well. And Dak Prescott's hurt. Um, I really want to say they can go after Garoppolo or Gardner Minshew or something like that, but it's Jared Jones. You never know. Or, you know, Matt Barkley. Gardner Minshew as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback would be. I think that would be a very interesting dynamic. Jerry World. Headband too. I know. <laughs> so I also want to talk about the 49ers a bit. I know they played in the monsoon and their defense didn't look that bad given it was the Bears and a monsoon, right? But at that point, like you cannot let up 19 points to the Bears in a monsoon. And Trey Lance, I I have him as my fantasy quarterback. I'm gonna start him one more week, see how he does against the Seahawks, but he just did not look good. And and I really believe in him i was on top of him 
when we were talking about like his, his scouting back in college. Um, I really wanted the Lions to go after him, but then the 49ers straight up and got him. Um, I'm not going to complain, though. I think we got Penny Sewell. So no complaints here for me. But like as a team, you just got to do better. I yeah. get Elijah Mitchell got hurt. Now you're going to rely on Debo Samuel and Jeff Wilson at running back. Maybe Price Davis. Um, but I mean, we'll we'll just see what happens. It's it's a long season. We have a long way to go. But there are some concerns with those two teams. We could name a th- we could name the Bengals if you want. If you want to name a third, we can name the Bengals. But at the same Maybe time, we can. at the same time, it's not like they're unhealthy. Like they, no, there's there's the injury report's fine. Joe Burrow didn't play a good game, right? I just think he. I think everybody was rusty because the starters didn't have a lot of snaps, and I don't think Burrow played a snap in the preseason. Yep. Same thing with the receivers, and then the appendectomy. I could go on, but yeah. I will save he, you your time. He will be fine. I think yeah. he'll be fine. Like, there's a lot of people overreacting about him being the next Carson Wentz. Well, yeah. Carson Wentz had a very good game with the Commanders, but um, I he's fine. He will yeah, be okay. He'll, he'll be fine. He will and be completely fine. Everybody's kind of freaking out because we actually looked like the Bengals last week, which it kind of, in some ways, it felt like the Super Bowl run never happened because we just picked off where we normally picked off, and we almost won the game. Or I shouldn't say we. The Bengals almost won the game. I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, li- I like those two teams. Yeah. I also like my Lions, but, you know, they lost. It was Shocker. a closer game than I thought. I thought it was going to be a blowout. That's true. But I'm very happy that they stuck with the Eagles, who I think are the best team in the NFC East. I mean, it's not hard to be the best team in the NFC East. Sure. Because the Gi- well, I mean the Cowboys when they have Dak, okay, or fair. if they get Garoppolo, I know they will still be very good. They'll be in the playoffs if they get an actual quarterback to back up, you know. Yeah, but the and hurt then Dak Prescott is the play calling gonna be good enough? I certainly hope so. But if they get Garoppolo, they have experience at quarterback right there. Yeah, two NFC championships and, and they, one Super he, Bowl. Yeah, he beat the Cowboys in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. So, food for thought. They could reunite on, you know, the same team instead of opponents. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I'm going right back to baseball. Right back to baseball. Right back to baseball. Yeah. So, I want to talk about, you know, just gave you a question about predictions. I have more questions about predictions because the playoffs are coming up. They're rolling around. They're showing its head just a little bit. I'm very excited. I know you're very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, which team will continue to rock and roll and which team that is, you know, currently on the outside looking in could find a way to squeak in. So I'll give you one in both divisions. So team that's rocking and rolling. They just clinched the division last night is the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're loaded from top to bottom. They're unbelievable. Um, when you have potentially Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, and Justin Turner as your starting infield. Like, that's stupid. That is absolutely stupid. And then you have Cody Bellinger and Chris Taylor and Max Muncy, among other Will Smith behind the plate. Like, you have an absolutely loaded roster. You lose three major contributors to your starting pitching rotation, and the three guys that come to back them up are one, two, three in the NL Cy Young voting as of now, Tony Gonsolin, Tyler Anderson, and Julio Urias. 
it's unbelievable what they're doing. They are rocking and rolling. Mookie Betts was mic'd up on Sunday Night Baseball a couple weeks ago, and just the joy that he was talking about the game, like he was just enjoying everything about the game, and he said it's a lot easier to play good when you're having a lot of fun. And it looks like the culture there is really good. Obviously, the level of players are just unbelievable. And I think the Dodgers are going to be really tough to beat this this postseason because at the beginning of the year, the Yankees were the talk of the town. The Yankees and the Mets were the two best teams in baseball. They were absolutely destroying everybody. And then once we got to the middle part of the year, Dodgers just kept – it was like a very gradual rise towards, I guess, where they're at, which is sitting at 97 wins, which is unbelievable. And for a team that won like 108 games or 109 games, whatever it was last year, and they have a chance to beat that in this consecutive year is ridiculous. So I think – in the NL, Dodgers are going to be tough to beat in a couple weeks in the playoffs. And L.A., during the postseason, is a very tough environment to play in. And I know that they have some motivation after losing to the Braves last year. And just trying to – like, they've had so many good teams of recent, and they only have one World Series trophy to, to show for it. And I think that really bugs them. And so I think they have some added fuel. Um, and then as far as dark horse for the National League – I guess you can't really count the Milwaukee Brewers out. They're sitting two games back of the wild card, and they're only a few games back of the Cardinals in first place of the National League Central, which the National League mid as is sometimes called because it's not a very strong division. Um, actually, they're eight games back of the Cardinals, so they're closer for the wild card. They're only two games out of that. If they get hot, they have enough talent, especially in their bullpen and their starting rotation. It's just their hitting that's been a problem the entire season. So I think the Brewers, if they get hot, they have limited amount of time left. They can sneak into the wild card, take it over Philadelphia. Um, and then as far as the AL goes, Houston Astros are the best team in the American League. I think hands down they're better than the Yankees. The Yankees have been struggling really mightily. Um I think it's pretty clear that it's the Yankees and the or it's the Astros and then the Yankees, and they're besides the whole cheating scandal a couple of years ago, the Astros have just been the most consistent team in the American League. Like they win every year, and it doesn't matter who they have. They let go of they didn't let go of Correa. Correa signed with the Twins in the offseason and free agency, but the guys that they have coming up, they're just winners. Bregman, Altuve, Jordan Alvarez absolutely mashes baseballs. And they're just going to be another team to contend with. They're going to be really tough in the playoffs. They made it to the World Series last year. And Houston in the playoffs is a really hard place to play. And we'll see if teams can come in there and knock them off their throne a little bit, especially the Yankees because the Yankees seem to get knocked out by them every year. And always get gypped. So we'll. See. I think on that side it's going to be very interesting. And then the two dark horse teams are going to be the the Baltimore Orioles, and then the Chicago White Sox. And the Chicago White Sox are only a few games out of the Central lead in the American League. American League Central is probably the worst division in baseball. You Detroit Tigers fans know that very well. Sorry, because I'm a Reds fan. It's, yeah, I get it. Is what it is. Anyways. I think the White Sox, all they have to do is go on maybe win five in a row or five out of seven, five out of six. Like, it doesn't take a ton to get them over the hump. 
because the Guardians are young. They still don't know really what they're doing, and they could give that away very easily. The Twins, I think, are going to keep falling off. And so it's the White Sox. They have an opportunity. They've had an opportunity this entire year, and they just haven't done anything about it. And then the Baltimore Orioles, they're in a very tough division with um, the AL East, having the Yankees, having the Blue Jays and Rays, who are really good. And they're that kind of fourth team hanging out there in kind of the midst of what's going on over there. They're five and a half out of the wild card. It would take something really, really special for them to get into the postseason. But I think just as a season, like a holistic approach to their season, they've been outperforming any expectations they had going into the year. Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, Santander, they've had a lot of players that have performed really well. And they've been one of, they're probably the most fun team to watch, in my opinion. Um, when it's all said and like of the young teams that are emerging, the Orioles are really fun. They're really competitive and really good. And if they don't do anything this year, I think in the next couple of years, they could really compete for a division title and definitely a wild card spot. Yeah. So those are my teams. I really want to, even though I'm not a White Sox fan, I really want to believe in them because of course they were so high during yeah. the preseason. I mean, it's just been, I feel like it's been a mix of mediocrity as well as injuries and just a lot of craziness. Like Tony Larusa has done some wild, wild things as a manager. He's walked guys with O2 counts. He's relied on fans for subbing players in and out. And now he's not around the team because he's left with like a medical reason. And I don't know if he's going to return for the rest of the year. So who knows what ha- who knows what happens there? Who knows if there's a couple players that are going to rally the team around, kind of change the culture, change the mindset going into the last stretch of the season. But it'll be very interesting to see what they can do. They have a pretty easy schedule. They have the Rockies. They have the Guardians. They have the Tigers left on their schedule. No offense, but they have they have the making the makings to do something and squeeze in a wild card. And if they make it to the wild card, they got good pitching. They can get hot with the bats. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But those are my teams. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And then last question for you. Back to college football. I know you talked earlier when we were talking about BYU, talking about conference realignment and Big 12. So I heard this question on Dan Patrick the other day, and he was talking about because the college football playoff is going to be realigned in 2026 – is there any? Do you foresee the conferences changing the landscape of the structure of college football in the time between now and 2026? Do you think there's going to be any super conferences, any super leagues, any tier system? What What are your thoughts on that idea? So I think the whole conference realignment thing, it's going to take a lot of time. I think it's going to take multiple realignments to yeah. like move people into one super conference it may end up happening i mean we basically have free agency we basically you know have guys being paid for the nil yeah we basically have salaries um it's turning more and more into the nfl and eventually it probably will happen the question is when and right now there's also news that it could be even closer to 2025 or 2024. Yeah. 
the the playoff expansion. Oh, could. okay. Yeah. So they would could expedite be. that a little bit. Right which now, which makes sense. Yeah, it's set for 2026, but it could move up to 2025 or 2024. I think the committee has to vote on it. I don't know exactly when they have to vote on it by, yeah. but all the commissioners have to get together with the committee mm-hmm. vote I'm, on that. I'm really hoping it's 2024. That'd be so cool. And it's 12 team playoff, yep. correct? Mm-hmm. Which I, th- from my perspective, I'm not a huge college football fan, but if you have that 14 playoff. It's just going to be SEC or heavyweights and then a Big Ten school or a Notre Dame or somebody like right. that. But you expand it a little bit. Maybe it's not going to be – nothing's going to replace March Madness or replace the magic of that just because basketball and football are completely different sports as far as what it does to your body and how often you can play it. But 12 teams makes it a lot more interesting. I think it engages more fans and engages more fan bases mm-hmm. instead of – the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Fighting Irish. Like, it brings Buckeyes. Buckeyes. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it's a mix between six teams every year. And yep. then you have the anomaly of UC making it last year. Yeah, that was good run for them. It was a really good run. But they're not the same team. And it changes the way – it also changes the way you play a season because for teams like UC, teams like Notre Dame, Ohio State, if you lose in week one or two – pretty much counted out yeah. of the playoff and there's nothing you can do about it well i mean i mean there I, are I things for Notre dame or a byu that teams that are out of a conference yeah you lose a game that's probably wraps but for teams like ohio state let's say they lost Notre dame and then won out they would probably still be in the playoff yeah. because the big 10 is so solid but like for if you were playing football at a power five school or even like a UC or something, and first game of the year, you lose like they did to Arkansas. Yeah. And basically, the rest of your season is a wash. Like, yep. what does that do to you? Like, does does it even make it worth it to play college? Like, you do all that work. You do all the training. You get training camp. You do all those workouts. You do everything together as a team, and you basically have zero chances of winning something super meaningful besides your conference tournament or conference championship, like, I feel like that is just a very unforgiving model, in my opinion. But if you expand it to 12 teams, it gives more people chances, and it makes it more exciting towards the end of the season. Yeah. Instead of you have your guys, and it's just like, oh, who's going to screw up? Yeah, I'm super excited to see how they they format the first-round games. Mm-hmm. They're planning on having it be like the higher seed gets home field advantage. Campuses are going to be buzzing that's going to be awesome obviously it doesn't help the group of five teams because as it is structured like college football favors the power five it's just the way it is yeah i mean like teams like uc they're going to be in the power five but let's just like pretend they're not for a moment like they're not going to get a home game it's just it's just the way it is you'll have like the michigans and and the teams let's let's say they don't win their conference but they're huge like big bids like michigan Georgia, whoever yeah. else, like the top four teams will be the power. They call it the power four, or the best four conference winners. Mm-hmm. And then the rest are just big, big teams, big bids. Um, so it's 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 really interesting what's yeah. happening. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see. And this is all due to Texas and Oklahoma declaring that they're going to change conferences to the SEC last year. Yeah. And you see the craziness that's happened. 
the Big Ten just signed a ridiculous TV deal. And I'm sure you're yeah, Michigan I, State I'm, friends and you. I'm very happy with Kevin Warren. And a lot of people were like, oh, he didn't handle COVID well. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, he did the best he could, in, like given the circumstances of, of, a, of a pandemic. And he's done really well with TV rights and yeah. figuring all that stuff out. Getting a contract with three different yeah, programs. CBS, Fox, and NBC. It's, it's NFL. It's yeah. huge. And then also on that front, Notre Dame is the only college football team that has a deal with NBC. Mm-hmm. Now that you signed a deal with NBC, we'll see if Notre Dame makes its way into the mm-hmm. Big Ten. A bigger deal at that. Yeah. And I don't know. In my mind, I feel like it's really hard from top to bottom, I feel like SEC is obviously the superior conference mm-hmm. in college football. The Big Ten obviously has really good schools. They have schools that have college football playoff bids um, with your Ohio State's, Michigan's, Michigan State's. I don't has Penn State ever made a bid, but they've been close. They've been very close. Yeah, they so made, they have like I. Close. It's a very top heavy conference in a lot of ways. So from but from the TV deal perspective. Big Ten's crushing it. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, there's nothing paralleled, and it's so much money. I guess the – I don't know. How Do you think they'll give us any money? <laughs> no. Can we try to find some money? Maybe. We Maybe. can, like, scratch. <laughs> just just scratch away at things. Yeah. We could show up at Michigan State and beg for money. Yeah. Like, this is also, like, affecting – not not just college football, but think of the next biggest is college basketball. Oh, yeah. Like, Again, who knows what's gonna how it's going to affect conference realignment in college basketball. Obviously, you bring in the Big East, too. How are they going to get affected by all this? Yeah, but it's and, different for the Big East because they don't have to worry about football. Right. Well, I guess Butler, Villanova have very small football teams, but mm-hmm. they play um, Division Two. Yeah, FCS. FCS. So I guess it's a little bit different, but yep. yeah. It's a very interesting time for college football. Um, what a time to be alive. A lot of people are getting money. A lot of small teams are going on the road, yep. getting money and winning. I know. Marshall <laughs> and Weber State did that just this weekend, too. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, who else? Um, oh, why am I slipping now? Who just beat Texas A&M? Why am I? Appalachian Yes, State. Appalachian Appalachian. State. Wow. Appalachian. Yeah. However you pronounce potato, it. Potato, potato. Exactly. Yeah. They also take money. So it's a, it's a little hit to Jimbo Fisher's ego. That's for sure. Yeah. That, All those big that gi- recruiting classes. That gives Saban a little bit of a leg up. Mm-hmm. And also, that, you, I mean, you, but Alabama. I'm not in Alabama football. Well, kind of. Kind of. Alabama. I have connections to was Alabama. in a very tight game with Texas. Very tight. They won, though. They did win. So we move on. There were uh, We yeah, move on. We do move on. We move on. Then the horns down thing. and Just and like the Bengals. They Saban lost, but we move on. I can't imagine practice. Twenty-four right now. hour rule. That's the Saban rule. What do you think practice is like with Nick Saban right now? Hell. Yeah. That's absolute hell. Yeah. They are just in the deepest depths of hell, and he he's dragging him to Saturday. He, is, he might. It's training camp all over again. It very well could be, and uh, especially with the little horns down thing that oh, they did at the end of the that game. That was dumb. I haven't seen. Obviously, I've seen Saban. Pretty uh, pissed off, but yeah. that was a, uh, a scary, very scary visual, and I can't imagine what the players went through in the locker room mm-hmm. and then in the practices and the following days. That yeah. 
sounds like a terrible time. From a me standpoint and a Nick Saban standpoint, that is not a win you should be satisfied with at all. A no, win's a win. I mean, right? You move on. Texas yeah. is a good team. Well, they should be. But it's also the second but, week of football. You got a lot to learn. And yeah. if they end up winning the national championship, it's going to be like, oh, this is the week where everything changed. You got to think like we Bryce got, Young. Yeah. Will we got a kick to the. We got kicked in the shins, and we really rallied, and we went on our merry way. That's yeah. what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But, um, all right, you ready to do some rapid-fire questions? We can do some rapid-fire questions. Right. Here's our music. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. <laughs> all right, let's get going. Rapid-fire. Okay, so... Number one, would you rather be reincarnated as a sea creature or an airborne creature? Ooh. I feel like airborne. I really thought I was flying just, would be a lot cooler. I thought I was just gonna talk on top of the music. Talking. So I was like shouting <laughs> like that's I'm, I'm that's gonna up. I'm gonna do it like edit it so it fades and looks yeah. cool. So <sighs> sorry. <laughs> I guess I guess from my standpoint, mm, I like I like the ocean a lot. Yeah. I like dolphins. Dolphins are my favorite animal. So even though they have some some wild side to them, um, they are cool creatures. I think I'd like to be a dolphin. So You'd like sea to be, creature. So I didn't even answer what animal I would want to be. I think like an eagle would be cool. Yeah. And then you could go pretty like you fly above the clouds. So even if it's like raining bad weather or whatever, you just kind of get away. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty peaceful up there, I would think. I don't know. I, I just hope. I don't love the water and the ocean. Not a very good swimmer. Ocean kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. So I'm going to stay away from the ocean. I'm going to go with the eagle. Okay. So next question. Would you rather go through your whole life being the most hilarious person or the most intelligent person? Um, hmm. Definitely hilarious. If you okay. were the most intelligent person, that could also be, I feel like that could borderline be kind of like, you're just a know-it-all. And I would, I don't know. But I mean, couldn't your intelligence make really good jokes? I guess right? in a way, but also could your jokes be intelligent because of how good they are? That sounded so dumb. No, I got it. You know I what hope, I mean? I hope you guys get it. You well, know what I mean? Like I know what you mean. It, in order to have a good joke, besides ones that are just like spur of the moment, yeah, like you have to be kind of calculated to be hilarious in a way. So, I mean, you're intelligent with people socially and in a lot of ways, like you don't have to, it's not rocket science. Yeah. You I can solve a lot of problems that way. Yeah. We're going to go to the human level first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go intelligence just because I could use that for so many different things. That's true. Like it just doesn't have to be like science. Like I'm not going to be intelligent in science. It could be everything. Well, if you were the most hilarious person, that doesn't mean you have zero intelligence. Right. But that's just. But you would be able to hilarious. be intelligent enough to survive mm-hmm. and to do different things. Whereas intelligence, in my opinion, could be an intelligent for mul- or an, an intelligence for multiple things. Where it, okay. it could also be jokes. It could be sports. It could be love life. It could be a lot of different things. <laughs> you need some help. The love doctor. The love doctor. I have a PhD in love. Do you? No. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. So next question. <laughs> um, okay. This is a, a weird one. 
Um, would you rather? So, like, actually, backstory. Okay, you're at a party. Like, you've had a really good time. Really um, good time. Really good time. Okay. Okay. You're hammered. Would you rather poop in the only toilet in the party, knowing you were going to clog it, or because you were so drunk, poop in the bushes in the backyard? Well, okay. So if we do the toilet one, do you have to clean it up? I mean, if you're knowing, like, would would it be difficult to clean a toilet or like unclog a toilet when you're drunk? Probably. I've never, well, never been in that state of mind to where I've, I've never had to been do such an drunk act. Unclogging a toilet before. I feel like that would be difficult. Usually, when you're drunk, you're like throwing up into a toilet, which could also clog the toilet. So, like, you could go to the bathroom throwing up, knowing. Damn well. I'm I thought we weren't going to do this question, but now that we're here, <laughs> um, <laughs> I I feel like there's so many other things that could go wrong if you tried to do it outdoors. Yeah. We'll just go with the first option. I'm I not got, even going to say it back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Because just pick an answer. That's a tough one because it's the only toilet in the house and people are waiting on you because they've had a lot of drinks. So they probably have to piss. Oh, so basically... Well, I, I'll go toilet. I'll go toilet. Okay. Because it's assuming I can unclog it. Because I, you know. Yeah, that's, that's my question so. is do you get to fix the situation? I'm assuming you can probably unclog the toilet. Or, okay. Or is this like you're the last one there and then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. All right. Next question. Would you rather be one of the world's leading experts in a single field or the most well-rounded and versatile person in the world? So, Expertise in a single field, you know everything about it, or just be definitely well rounded. Yeah, that's I, that's I would say well rounded. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I don't feel like I have to explain myself further. No, you probably don't. It I, would, I would be really hard to just be really good at one thing and not be able to do anything. It's like if you could know the most about outer space, or like I don't know, you would know everything about solving something really important to the mm-hmm. world and then you wouldn't know how to tie your shoes like life-changing yeah well i mean you could do the <laughs> basic things I'm thinking. could you probably mm-hmm. like it's not saying you only know that topic well it's just being the world's leading expert in an in a very important field okay that makes sense yeah i, I i'm going also, well i would agree with you because yeah. like there's so many things i want to do in my life other than just this podcast that <laughs> see how long this lasts i think we'll be locked in for a while. for for life as long as you guys listen for lifers for, for wow okay. for life you heard Why it not? here first yeah that'd be cool but we'll see we'll see we'll see all right next question um if you could be a character in a tv show what character would you be oh that's a good question mm-hmm. i i'm i'm down to two I would either be Ted Lasso, which it's one of my favorite shows. And for people that know me that are listening to it, shouldn't be much of a shock. I would like to be Ted. Ted's a very cool individual. Um, I feel another really good character would be Chandler Bing from Friends. It's just his wit, his jokes, and sarcasm. Like, I don't know. It makes me laugh every time. So either Chandler Bing or Ted Lasso, two polar opposite human beings. Yeah. I was going to say Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Pick a I, new one. I could I could pick a new one. You've been watching try. Game of Thrones recently, right? Yeah. I've, so, only, I've only been through one season. Who's your favorite character? I don't even know the characters, but who's your I like favorite Jon Snow a lot. Okay. Jon Snow is is a baller. <laughs> I, well, if I could pick one character other than Ted Lasso. Okay. And not anyone else in Ted Lasso, because I might pick Coach Beard. But um, you know, as a kid, I grew up loving Pokemon. I am not a fan. Are you of Pokemon gonna do Ash? Maybe. I don't know the characters in the show. Okay. I don't I well, I have a limited Pokemon. If, if the main character, whoever Ash, right? I think I'll do him. Ash. Okay. Because it'd be pretty cool to be like catching Pokemon, making friends with with big monsters. Okay. Well, that's a that's definitely not Animal what I was cruelty. expecting. <laughs> God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. What else do we have? How many more do we have? We got two more. Okay. Okay. Next question. Okay. Which sport would you add to the Olympics? Ooh. Well, is baseball added to it? I don't think so. I think if baseball's not. not added to it, then baseball. Um, I'm trying to think of like a sport that the whole world plays. That's, I don't know. Because golf just recently got added. I don't know if baseball, baseball either just recently got added or, or actually they did because Todd Frazier played on that team. Oh, yeah. And they won that's right. silver right. or whatever. Yeah. Or brown. I forget what I they think won. it was silver. Yeah. Whatever. I don't remember how they finished, but um, I trying to think like what sport hasn't been i think I have darts i think i have my answer darts or is that like too close to archery no i think that would be fine like there's professional dart yeah professional bowling i was say that's what i was gonna say Ooh, bowling that would be fun that is entertainment strike to claim it strike to claim it and he got it i like yeah it. good call that'd back. be so entertaining all right, last one. This is a a yes or no. You can explain, but a yes or no answer. Will AI take over the world? No. I don't think so either. Not the entire world. Maybe some parts. Oh, I, but see, not the entire world. The way no. I see it is we have to make it a companion. Like We have to make a relationship between AI Where and did us. this come from? Just my, my brain. Oh. So... <laughs> Like that, if, if that you think about it, everything. a companionship between a dog and a human, like if we didn't have that companionship and wolves were just mean to people, they'd maul us. Yeah. At the same time, um, like we're very good friends. We're, mm -hmm. we're connected beyond species. And then, so for AI, I think you, ju you just got to make it a companion. You can't be mean to it. Or it's going to be like, yeah, you know what? We're smarter than you. We're better than you. We can do things. We can do more things than you. You've programmed us that way. Yeah, we're just going to end you. Yeah. I feel I w when I think of AI and like the craziness, I always think back to Star Wars. Mm -hmm. um, that's just where my brain goes. I'm sorry. Um, but if anybody's seen The Mandalorian, you'll see a little Luke Skywalker appear. So basically I'm saying as long as we have Jedi exist at some point, <laughs> Then we will be okay. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. But we can make it. We'll make a lightsaber. Or Tony Stark. Like or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do the whole Avengers thing. We'll figure it out.
I mean, somebody will appear with some crazy technology and use it for actual good. Yeah. That's what we hope. That's what I hope. Sure, China's going to the moon. They're sending three missions to the moon. Really? Like a certain mineral that what's the mineral? Their country. Rock? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Moon rock. All right. All right. Is that it? For I think so. Rapid, is that it for rapid? <laughs> oh yeah, okay. that's it for rapid fire. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode one. A quick question: We will be back next Thursday with a new episode. If you enjoyed what we were doing, please share it with your friends. Please share it with anybody you know. If you have any suggestions, like I said before, please comment on YouTube. Send us something on social media, and we'd love to hear your feedback. But without further ado, thank you guys for um, tuning in. Mm-hmm. My name is Gabe Ryan. I'm Matt Shafty. And we will see you next week.